Hello and welcome to my podcast, How I Teach Golf. My name's Duncan Walger and I hope you enjoy the show. So today on the show, I'm really looking forward to catching up with Adrian Reitfeld. Adrian, how are you? I'm very well, thanks. How are you, Duncan? Yeah, really good. Uh, great line here because uh, I believe you're out in South Africa at the moment. Yes, I am. I'm currently at the, the Nedbank Golf Challenge, um, which is now, uh, now a Rolex series on the European Tour. So what I'd like to find out is basically how you ended up in the position you are. So if you wouldn't mind sharing with the folks... Um, your backstory, how you got into golf. Uh, I remember um, you from at Wentworth and then how you ended up working, working for TaylorMade and doing what you're doing now. Well, um, yeah, uh, I mean, it's, 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 it's a good story. I'm pretty proud of it. Right. Uh, I, I'm obviously South African, come from South Africa and studied in South Africa anyway, arrived in England and obviously a, a, a thorough, thorough golf enthusiast. I was, I was very, very keen on becoming, you know, the best golfer in the world, like like the rest of the guys out there. Um, cut a long story short, I ended up getting a job at Wentworth, where I where I ended up doing my PGA training. Um, you know, b- biggest break of my life, really, because uh, you would know Duncan, but if you remember back in the day, you know, um, you know, we had a lot of pros there, and it was, yeah. it was an extremely, you know large amount of business if you were if you're half decent at your job and you you were you were you know happy to learn there was there was a lot you know a lot a lot at your feet yeah um yeah. i did my pga training I, I i i'm quite um mathematical if you want to call it um I, like I, i've got a i'm a qualified engineer believe it or not in in aircon and refrigeration and that involves a lot of science and a lot of maths and when i when you turn that into golf um, I, I took to equipment quite uh, quite easily, so so a lot of the highly technical stuff, and I was an early adopter of TrackMan and all these kind of modern technologies that they would call these days. But um, yeah, I ended off running. Um, I ended off opening up the first uh, tailor-made performance lab uh, in the UK. I think there were only about you know two or three in the world at that time, and and that was kind of my break because I. Uh, you know, I, I went deep into equipment, and being being one of these exclusive facilities for for equipment fitting, um, I was able to to work closely with TaylorMade and their kind of tour people with their professionals. Um, eventually, it got to a point where you know, instead of the, the the tour reps coming down with their with their players and me kind of assisting, they they would start to just send the professionals down, and I would kind of work work with them help with them get the equipment and then liaise with the with the reps on on, on what we needed to do for the players when did you feel um, as though that started to happen how many years because when did the performance well, lab appear at Wentworth was that 2009 I, I think so I think so I, I think I, I was at Wentworth for about seven years and, and I believe the last I think it was the last two or three years yeah the last two or three years I kind of ran that lab and I remember I started in, at TaylorMade in 2012. Okay. So yeah, you're probably looking at 2009. But yeah, I, I, I uh, uh, you know, funny, funny situation. I was, I was in the lab and a guy walked in. He looked familiar. I didn't really know who he was. And uh, um, what turns out, he was actually the the director of sports marketing for TaylorMade. And what he was actually doing was <laughs> was, was headhunting me. <laughs> Um, oh, fantastic! Yeah, so that that was cool. So you know that that kind of opened up a lot of doors. It was you know Wentworth was a 
um, for me, it was a very, very tough place to leave because, you know, they, they'd been so good to me. But anyway, I took the leap and, and, and this is me, yeah, 2018. I've, I've been on tour for, yeah, this, at the end of this year, will probably be seven years. So what does your job entail now then? So what would, uh, first of all, what does it entail now? And then, uh, then I want to dive into kind of week to week because I know obviously it changes and with travel and players' expectations. But um, what does does a year plan out for you? Do you have a schedule for a year? Yeah, or I mean, odds or as it works. So, so currently, so I'm 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 my, my current position. I'm I'm the senior senior manager for for tour. For, for, for tailor-made um and and you know that so 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 I've basically um what it entails is really uh you know I, i'm i'm the, i'm the face of tailor-made on, on on mainly the european tour but i do i do travel to majors and wgcs also um i probably travel about it's gone up now i, I mean I, i'm probably traveling 35 plus weeks of the year um mainly following the european tour but there, there's also, um, the, you know, the odd trips in there because, you know, a big part of the job is also looking for the next Justin Rose and the next, you know, the next Rory McIlroy. So there's a development part of the position where, where that, that involves a little bit of travel. And then obviously there's the business part of it where, where you, you, you're having meetings in America and, you know, you know looking into future equipment and, 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 and proper feedback from, from these elite players in order to, to further develop equipment to, to, to run our business. Fantastic. So this week, this week coming towards the end of the uh, twenty eighteen season yeah. out in South Africa. Yes. Uh, what 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 would what would this week kind of look like for you? What are the guys going through? So so interesting. So so we got we got basically the top top seventy plus players, and I think the field's like seventy six guys. But uh, yes, yeah, so we got the top seventy on on on, on the race to Dubai. Yeah. Um, uh, interesting week because. If, how the how the European tours developed, you know, we, we, we used to, you know, I remember when I started, you know, our tour truck would attend, you know, 20, 25 tournaments of the year. Um, but mm-hmm. how the tours developed, and, and it's going abroad so much now that, that the, the truck's not actually able to get to, you know, a big chunk of these tournaments, whether it be South Africa or, you know, Asia, the, um, the Middle East. Um, and yeah, yeah. So, so, so South Africa being this week, you know, we, we, so what, what this week entails for me is I would have, I would have been in Turkey last week. Um, and then I would have got back from Turkey and, and, and would have been in my office preparing for this week. And basically what I would have come out with is a, what we would call a matrix of, uh, of product, which would be, you know, all backup products for the likes of Rory McIlroy and Hao Tong Lee, um, and, and, and all our staff players in the field, and also uh, products if anybody else wishes to test our product or, or do some work to better suit them to the playing conditions. You know, I mean, this is a very unique week. We're at altitude. The grass is different. Um, it's, 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 it's very hot. Um, so, so there's a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot of things, a lot of detail that the players go into to set them up for the week. And, I, and I'm a big part of that from an equipment side of things. So, how many guys in your team, as it were, that have flown out to South Africa? Because you're—it sounds as though if it was me, it sounds as though I've got a picture in my head of you basically waiting for all this equipment to come off of the uh, <laughs> off the baggage off the baggage yeah. belt. Uh, There's like twenty bags. So, how many of you guys out there, and how much equipment actually is there? Well, um, 
I mean, geez, I mean, to, to, if you, if you, uh, I, uh, I would say that I would prepare for week for a week like this. So there, there is a small workshop on site, um, which, mm-hmm. which is very helpful. But but I would I would try and prepare for the week to offer a service to the players as if our tour truck was here. Now, mm-hmm. if if a player if a player wanted a a specific grind on a wedge, they know that 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 facility is not here. So so what they would do is they would they would call me beforehand. They would think ahead. I would have I would have prepared my or my one of my technicians would have prepared it in our tour workshop back in Basingstoke, England. Um, he would have prepared the equipment for me to then carry out already built, as opposed to you know if the tour truck's there, we you know we just get on the truck, we do it on site, and and we get the testing done there. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so, so how many how many of you how many of the guys in the team so, so, many, so, many, so, so we're we're a, we're we're a small team you know i mean i guess our, our company's evolving as well so um uh, we obviously the the split between adidas and tailormade has now taken place and we're a tailormade's a standalone business um uh, my team involves you know we we used to have um we used to have you know like a pga tour team and a european tour team and an asian tour team we're, we're moving mm. more towards a a global team where we all work a lot closer together. Um, and, 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 and the guys that pretty much do this side of the pond would probably be there. There's me. Uh, there's my technician, Sam day. There's a, um, another, a, a tour rep, uh, Mark Tisselton. Um, we have mm-hmm. our director of global tours. Who's based in America, Chris Trott. Um, yeah. And, and, and then so on and so on, uh, you know, when you start to move to, you know, even even down to the LPGA and the, the senior tour, the Asian tour, you know, all these people come together. You know, I couldn't put a number on it, but I'm going to say it's 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 15 to 20 for sure. So then it, that that must work better for continuity between between people for the players. Well, that must absolutely. Work better for the and, and 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 when you look at TaylorMade and TaylorMade's, you know, call it our stable or team TaylorMade. You know, we're mm. we're very focused on and servicing the the elite of the le- the elite. And when you look at like the likes of you know our, our our icons, we would call them, which would be, you know, Justin Rose, Rory McIlroy, John Rahm, Jason Day, Tiger Woods. Um, you know that that that's you know you know if you're going to service this this level of player, you you need to be in communication. You need to you need to know very very closely what what what's happening with the player and where where they're going and. You know, because, because you know, at, at any point, I mean, some players will work specifically with an individual within the company and that will be their go-to person. But then also you'll have players who, you know, who are quite comfortable working with a group of people as long as they're in, in communication with each other. Okay. So then what would, um, for instance, then, Adrian, what would happen if, which probably doesn't happen very often now, but let's just say you've got a new player um, you're meeting him for the first yeah. time at an event. Let's just say you're meeting him for the first time and he, he meets you at Wentworth at the TaylorMade yeah. Performance Lab. Um, and he's looking for... He's he's made the switch over okay. to TaylorMade, so he's, you're going to kit him out with the yeah. full bag. What's what's the process? The process... Um, so, so if... A player would only would only make a decision to make a switch once he's once he's tested equipment. Once he's you know if, if we're looking to to sign a player and and he, and, he, and he's coming from a, another manufacturer, another brand, he, he he wouldn't he would never make that choice without a thorough 
investigation and testing of the equipment. So if, if a player is intrigued and, and, and he wants to test the equipment, we would, um, you know, wherever he's in the world, if he was coming to Wentworth, we would fly him over. We would, uh, you know, get him picked up from the airport. Um, probably take him into our workshop in, in Basingstoke where we'd, we'd have his clubs there, you know, ha have a sit down with him. And, and, and at that point, obviously talk through his equipment. You know, there's a lot of equipment in a golf bag. I think that's what people don't realize. And, you know, you, you can spend days on, on, you know, one item on the golf ball, right? Mm. Um, but just to start and give, give somebody a feel of, 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 of what our product does, we, most of the time what we do is we'd get a spec off, off his current bag and, uh, you know, we, we understand the differences between manufacturers' equipment. And then what we would do is we'd try and align our equipment um, to what he's playing. Um, now, 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 you know, so, so, so for example, if we, we feel like uh, we've got a technology that, that, that improves mishits or off-center strikes, then, you know, we, we're going we're gonna to try and, um, we're going to try and, you know, sell that to the player but 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 in a in a in a fitting scenario so so once we've yeah. done that you know if we're up at wentworth and you know we, we're basically going through the bag we're going through the irons the wedges um the woods is always important so i think i think i think taylor made's always had an edge there because um you know once once you there's so many there's so many scenarios that i've been involved in where 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 the woods are, are so important. And if you can get into the woods, yeah, you'll be fine with the irons. You know, we, you know, we've got a custom putter workshop, so we can pretty much make you any putter you want. Um, mm. but, but yeah, that, 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 that would be probably key, you know, make sure that the, the guy can use the woods and hit the woods because that for me is the most, um, you know, it, there are players out there that, 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 that certain brands of equipment really suit them. And, and most of the time it comes in that metal wood category. Okay. That's interesting. So what is that, is that more of a, is that a, a, a head shape or the way that it's weighted or a look or can it be all of those? Yeah, everything, everything. I mean, the, the, the feedback that you get off these players are, um, you know, very interesting, so different from player to player, you know, and like, uh, what I find is that is that every player is sensitive to something, but mm -hmm. every player is sensitive to something different. So you know, once once you find out what that player is sensitive to, you can you can really you know there's there's no room for there's no room for negotiation on that on that on that area of the equipment. So if, you know if it's how the club sits or the the, the face angle or the loft that he needs to see, um, you know once you once you once you establish that then you can start to use the other elements of the golf club to try and make that that work um now you know yeah so so, so if, if a player for example if i talked about loft in particular if, if a player could use any loft that he wanted you can you can really uh you know you can you can if he's not spinning it enough you can you can add loft you know if he's <laughs> it's 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 an easier one but if somebody's quite sensitive to loft then you've got to give him the loft. If the ball's not spinning enough, you've got to use, you know, sense of gravity in the golf club, you know, the way the golf clubs, you know, the shaft, the shaft, the bend profile, the tipping on the shaft, the weight of the shaft, all these certain things to try and get the ball to perform launch and spin to create performance. How much does that vary? Um, you may be able to say it's, it, you may turn around and say it's not that of an exact science, Dunks, but how much of the, 
you know, shaft weight, tipping of shaft and everything else. How much can that vary the, the, the spin rate and launch angles? Um, well, I, I think, I think weight for me is, uh, is, is paramount because, because if you can get somebody into the right weight, uh, straight away, what you'll find is, is, is their timing and their sentiment of strike improves. And once you get that, then you've got consistency. So once you've got consistency, you can then pretty much do everything. So, you know, if somebody's hitting it all over the face and, you know, he's not timing the ball or anything, you've got, a, you, you have, you've got more than one fault to fix. So if you can create consistency, even if, even if that consistency is, a, you know, a 40-yard block, but if he's doing yep. that again and again and again, you've got consistency to then start to dial it in and, and get the guy launching it on the right, you know, launch angle and, and, and start line. And um, so, so that for me is quite big. I've always, I've always been a big um, advocate on, on, on trying to, trying to give somebody a variety of weights. And, and once they, once they, once they hit different weights, it's, it's almost like, like, you know, light bulb goes off and then you, you see which, which, which works for the player. So would you vary the weight lighter and heavier? Yeah, yeah, I would go extremes. I'd go extremes. I'd give, I'd give someone something as you know so heavy that they couldn't handle it, and and, and so light that it, that feels like nothing. And you you then start to, you know, he he would then start to give you feedback where you would feel like you need to go, you know, into a certain certain uh, wheelhouse is what we'd call it. And then, so do you, do you have you literally? What's the heaviest shaft that you fitted into a driver? Obviously, you don't have to mention names, but uh, what well, what's the heaviest shaft you fit into a driver? And did it, I, I, and did it surprise you? Mention names, but at the moment we're, uh, we're doing some. I'm doing some stuff with Robert Rock, and he's playing an X100 steel shaft in his three wood and five wood. Um, okay. Yeah. So 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 that's extreme, right? That, that that's extreme. But yeah. you know, I'd say you know. If, if, if somebody talks about the average weight, you know, what somebody uses on tour, there'd be a certain weight for the driver, a certain weight for the three wood and so on. Um, but, yeah, if, you, if you're talking about a heaviest weight, I mean, yeah, there you go. So, and, and Robert Rock is, you know, it's, 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 he, he's not, you know, he's not the, the longest hitter on tour or anything. So, so it's, it's funny how that, that resonates with him and, and, and makes him tick. And what about the other end of the scale? Is there someone who's in, like, Super light, really light stuff. Mm -hmm. Not, not, not really. I don't think. I, I think. I think on tour. I think. I think in, in iron shafts, you're probably looking at around you know 105 grams, which is quite light. Um, mm -hmm. When it comes to to woods, you know, you're probably you know around the, the the 60 gram mark on the on the driver um, is is probably as light as 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 you know majority of guys would go. Do you have a do you have a lot of uh, interaction with the coaches as well that they've got lots of questions to ask you that they're trying to uh, I, do they sometimes ask you almost to fix are you, are you are you able to help them fix a fault in their goal swing by the fitting definitely I think um, the, the the best relationships that I have on tour um, both you know players the best the best you know the best outcomes and the, and the most productivity in terms of uh, of working with players with equipment on tour have come when you, when you, when you so in tune with the golf coach, um, it makes, uh, it, it makes the job so much easier. Um, you know, just, just by asking him the right questions, you know, the, sometimes the player doesn't really want to, 
you know, the, the feedback players give are, are so varied. You know, you have you have really knowledgeable players out there and you've got players who just don't want to know, you know, what you're doing. They just wanna they just wanna have something that works. So so I, I feel mm. like like my two of two of my biggest relationships on tour is Sean Foley and uh, Dennis Pugh. Uh, you, okay. Yeah, Umar is another one who, 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 I'm, who I'm very close with. But, but, but the players that these guys work with and that I work with them with equipment is, uh, you know, sometimes the coach will, will, will contact me as opposed to even the player just to, just to try and, you know, ask me, you know, tell me what, what, what path he's trying to go on with the player and, and, and what we can do with his equipment. And then how would that... Uh, so... If I go all the way back to that first ever meeting, yeah, would sometimes the player turn up with coach, yes, um, uh, agent, and everyone else? Would the whole team be there? Yes, for sure, for sure. You, and then sometimes it just be the player. Well, yeah, uh, if if it's a if it's a young guy and uh, um, you know he's just kind of getting going, you 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 very much a lot of the time you will see. You know the the, the 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 new kind of team around him trying to trying to be involved in in, in a lot of aspects of of the player um so yeah if, if it's an initial meeting it's it's not it's not uncommon for the for the coach to to turn up and the you know the agent to uh, to meet meet you afterwards and uh you know sometimes i mean when you look at you know i'm working with an australian kid now lucas herbert who's you know, he's just absolutely wowed me. Um, you know, when you sometimes you think you've seen it all, and then and then you you know you, you see a playing just just so different. Um, and uh, you know, the, 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 this 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 guy's physio turns up. You know, that that's a you know that that that's a, that's 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 not common. Um, but 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 you know, yeah. now we're talking about range of movement, and you know, is the is the player actually able to do? Um, what what the coach wants him to do, and is the equipment actually able to um, help or, or or hinder what, what what they're trying to do? That's right. Was that the first time that had happened to you? Or um, no, yeah, not not the first time because you know we do we do work with uh, there are a lot of uh, you know kind of strength and conditioning guys out there. But when uh, yeah. you know it's the first time it's happened to me with with such a a, a fresh young kind of raw talent. Brilliant. Fantastic. <laughs> and then we're just moving slightly away from the uh, equipment tech and bits yeah. and pieces. For you, what, um, well, in, in that, I was always, or one of the myths and misconceptions that I suppose that I kind of find out is that I get people coming in for lessons with me who turn around and say, oh, the, the tour players have completely different equipment to what I can get. And I say, no, that's not strictly true. Um, so is there any myths and misconceptions out there that, uh, we can kind of dispel for the listeners or is it a case of that the driver that Rory McIlroy uses and Justin Rose uses and bits and pieces, it isn't available for the general public or is it available if you go to and get yourself, you know, correctly custom fit? I what's think... the, what's the, what's the truth out there? Well, well, firstly, what I would say is, is custom fitting, um, is, it has come along in the last ten years, leaps and bounds. So, 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 so that mm. that kind of service given to a tour player versus that kind of service given to your your, your recreational golfer um, has 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 come uh, so much closer to each other, um, and that's 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 down to the, the equipment manufacturers really investing in this because of the 
you know, that there's so much value in getting fitted. Um, when you talk about the actual equipment, uh, there's a, it's, it's an interesting one because the, like right now, right now, what, what tailor-made staff professionals use on tour, you can buy in the shop, 100%. Mm. You, you can get that in the shop. Back in the day, you know, you, you know, you think about what what we have. So, so what we would do back in the day, you know, is that, you know, we would say, you know, uh, Darren Clark. Darren Clark needs a a, a driver with the, the CG in the heel, and he he needs the the face angle a little bit closed. So what we'd do is we'd we'd make him that driver. Um, mm. Whereas right, whereas in today's time, if Darren Clark wanted needed a driver, which the face angle was a little bit closed and the CG needed to be in the heel. We have movable weight technology, which then we can just shift the weight into the heel. And we have a, a loft sleeve where we can take a lower lofted head, put it onto the higher setting, which closes the face. And all of a sudden, there you go. So that's how it's come together. So when you, you know, I would say nowadays, it's as close as it's ever been. But back in the, back in the old days, we, we, we had no... You know, we had no adjustability in these golf clubs, so we had to, we had to design and make golf clubs specifically for players, um, because that's what worked for them. Great. And then, so you're going all the way back to when you're, you know, you finished your PGA at Wentworth, and um, you're, you're then opening the performance lab at at Wentworth or working in it. Yeah. Is there any people that kind of helped you, guide you on your way? you know, literally all the way through your career. Because I, I can still remember you, uh, you know, walking around the back <laughs> of the range at Wentworth, chipping the balls out yeah, in the middle. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's uh, how it all started. And picking in those waterproofs with mud up to your knees. <laughs> my uh, my pitching was really good in those days. Because, uh, you know, to walk around the sides of the range and chip the balls out. Yeah, I, I mean, it's a very um, humble beginning because, yeah, picking up balls on the range and parking cars. Um, yeah. You know, you start to think of like, like, like for me, I think of you know all, all those all those guys in the concierge that I used to work with, and then and then and then there was, um, you know, there was you, you, you were there. I mean, there were there was two or three pros there, and and I kind of I kind of got drawn to you because you you were you were so ingrained and, and and enthusiastic with your coaching, and that kind of helped me out with my my coaching. Again, when it comes to fitting, I I I, I would categorically say if I was if I was to employ somebody to come and fit golf clubs unless and unless they've played for their country or or taught a lot of golf and understood the golf swing I, I would say you know you, you you're fighting a losing battle because if you know and that was that was important to me and I think I think everyone at Wentworth was so they were they were all kind of you know, at the top of their careers type of thing, they were all very good at what they did. You know, you look at like Christian Christian Baker. I mean, he was there for a long time. So you yeah. all of a sudden you got you, you got Stephen Gibson, and you got all these guys who you can pick their brains uh, constantly. Uh, I, I think I think that that was that was that was big for me. Um, I think another thing that was big for me is I, I remember, you know, I, I remember I, I think I think somebody got. Somebody got ill. There was there was there was a downturn in staff, and all of a sudden, I was asked to do some hours in the pro shop, and 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 going into the pro shop with all you pros, you know, and and the, the welcoming that you got from those guys, <laughs> you know, that, that was a big start because then I could prove myself that you know that I was reliable and and and, and hardworking, and and the next minute, you know, all of a sudden, the club Wentworth are, are, are paying for me to do my PGA. That that's um 
that's huge. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think if you look at the PGA today, and you know, I just and you look at the fees that these these young you know aspiring professionals are having to pay to try and learn and get their PGA. You know, Wentworth gave that all to me. Yeah, but I can also remember Adrian the reason why we why we did as a as a as a group of pros was that we could see the amount of work that you'd put in in concierge. <laughs> it wasn't a case of you were just turning up and you know sitting in sitting in concierge and not really doing a lot. You you were there. You always you always working on your game. You are always there and you're helpful, and you, and you were keen yeah. to learn. So why wouldn't we want that in the in the shop? And I think. I think the only thing we really taught you in the shop was how to bowl the jumper. But I'm still rubbish. Uh, I'm still rubbish. We, <laughs> <laughs> we still got to do yeah, a few more lessons. Yeah, no, but I appreciate it. And, and you know, you know, you don't, you don't forget these things. And and I think you know sometimes we get so busy, you know, in our in our job and with our family and our kids. You know, sometimes to just sit back and reflect it, it it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of a feel good feeling that you know it's it's true the work that you put in. You know what you put in, you get out and. You know, I feel like I've I've, yeah. I've I've done that. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I can you know I've watched your career as it were with TaylorMade and being on tour with the with the top players in the world. You know how you've progressed. The how did you take your knowledge or, or how did you gain your knowledge of TrackMan and custom fitting? What what avenues did you go down and how did you how did you suddenly work out the minutiae of you know, if I just do this or change that kick point mm-hmm. or those few grams, sticking them in the heel, it's going to make the difference. And your relationship kind of with with the launch monitor companies, because um, am I right in saying that you use TrackMan prominently? Yeah, yeah all the I, time, I would say, or... you know, no, TrackMan, you know, TrackMan got the breakout, yeah, because, they, you know, they, 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 I, I believe they were first. And, you know, I was... Um, a very early adopter of TrackMan, and it was thanks to you know opening that that you know first of its kind performance lab. Um, at that time, you know tr- you know mm. so TrackMan is still a very very expensive piece of equipment, but um, I was able to to work very closely with the guys at TrackMan, um, just 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 understanding every single parameter. And and when you when you've taught golf, so at that time I taught golf for for five years, I think you know and. and 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 where we were, it wasn't it wasn't a like you know it wasn't like teaching the summer and and you know relaxing the winter. I mean there was business for us all the time. So you're constantly you know you're constantly learning about the golf swing. And then when you start to to look at TrackMan and you look at all these parameters on TrackMan, I think that I think there there's 30 plus now. Um, and you start to go deep into mm. each parameter. I think that's how I did it. You know, I kind of I kind of. You know, and 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 me. This is and you know, ten ten plus years on now. You know, I, I still, um, I still don't group the parameters on TrackMan together. I don't feel that they they work that way. I think if you if you're working with a player and you you're trying to you know trying to get somewhere, I, I, I don't feel like you should be using more than you know three max at any given time. Is that is that, do you have a do you have a like a a favorite five or no, is there anything? No, not at all. I, I, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, and, and again, I don't, like, I don't think TrackMan's perfect, you know, and, and, I, and I'm happy to say that. Um, mm. But I do think that, you know, for example, you know, if you, if you took a, a parameter on TrackMan, I, I think there's a, that there's, thirst, that there's certain things that that parameter adds value to. If it, 
If it yeah. doesn't, I won't use it because I do think that there's certain things that certain parameters can actually make make you worse. Um, so, uh, you know, it's it's about it's about understanding, and and, and I love the way these these uh, launch monitors, all this technology is coming to golf, but it's it's all it's it's leveling out now for sure because the 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 equipment the the yeah the technology is only as good as the person standing behind it the person controlling it there's mm-hmm. there's uh there's no you know there, there was there was a certain time and it happened on tour as well where where trackman was a you know it was almost the new golf coach right? and, and and I saw so many players getting hurt yep. you know believing what what these these guys were developing and you know it was almost like creating like a, a cookie cutter so everybody had to swing it this way you had to eat up on the driver you had to, you had to do this you know in order to in order yeah. to hit you know good iron shots you have to launch it at this angle you have to spin it at that angle that is absolute mm. you know nonsense when you're working with guys who are the best at what they do and they all do it differently you know, there's no, there's no validation that, 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 you know, in order to be better, you need to be of a certain, you know, launch characteristic. Yeah. So definitely your, would, am I right in saying that you would kind of, your remit would be always going back to the player to find out exactly yeah. what they yeah. want. And as you said is, you know, they are sensitive to something, but they're all sensitive to something different. Exactly. I, I mean, I, I'm at a, I feel like I'm experienced now and I'm at a level that even, even, even down to using a, a track man, I, I won't use it. I won't use it until I ask mm. the player if he wants to see something on it. You know, it's, 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 it's um, yeah. you know, I might want to see something on it, but then I won't show the player. But, um, you know, very, mm-hmm. very often, you know, you, you, you see so many people walking in there with the, with the, with the orange box, you know, before you've even said a word, the box is going down. I think that's, that's mistake number one. <laughs> You know, and uh, you know, people, yeah. especially when you look at, um, uh, you know, what you know, you, what people do on the range and what they do on the course. There's, there's, you know, I'd say more than half of the half of the players out there, there are small differences between their range, what they what they do on the range and what they do on the golf course. So, 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 so yeah. you know, so isn't you know looking at numbers isn't going to help you there you, you're, you're better off asking questions and getting to know the person go and walk nine holes you know go and walk nine holes and and then see it for yourself yeah because they're going to feed back to yeah. you you know that's the shot i don't like exactly that's the shot that i really do like i want to be able to flight this this way or that exactly. way and then you can make the adjustments from yeah. there yeah yeah i mean it's like i, I thought of, i actually thought about this the other day and um i was actually chatting with uh with uh, Sean, uh, he's a uh, Rory McIlroy's agent, and 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 he asked me a good question, and 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 my aunt, and when I thought about it, um, you know, I thought, you know, I've been, I've basically been watching ball flight for over ten years, every day, mm. every single day. I mean, yeah. so if, if if that doesn't, you know, if that doesn't count for something. You know, then, 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 you know, you know, it's like like a doctor who does, you know, he's done a hundred heart surgeries versus the guy who's just about to do his first one. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's, a, there's something that you yeah. got to lean towards there. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So then, how did you, how did you get into the the whole 
kind of real small detail and refinement of the equipment? And how do you, because there's all new equipment coming mm. out all the time, whether it be new grips, new shafts, new new heads, new materials that they're using. So how do you, how did you get into it and how do you keep abreast of it when all the new stuff's coming out? Um, geez, that's, that's a good question, Dan. Um, I mean, you've got to, for one, I think you've got to really be an enthusiast and, 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 and interested in it. And, uh, and, 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 and the, more you, the more you kind of know about it and the more you learn about it, the more you can kind of um, dismiss things quite easily or, or, or be intrigued in something. It's, it's the same as golf coaching. You know, there, there, there's, you know mm. when, when you're learning about golf coaching and, and you're constantly online and you're constantly looking at golf swings and you're constantly listening to, you know, podcasts or whatever – you know, I'm happy to listen to everything. I'm more than happy to listen to everything. And, 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 but I'm not going to believe everything, right? But, but every now and then something mm. comes along where you go, yeah, that's made me think a little bit. And, and I think all the, and over years and years of, of doing that, you kind of, you know, it, it, it starts to become like second nature and you, you know, and you become your own person and, and your own kind of, you know, fiddle golf coach or, you know, whatever you, want to call yourself a performance specialist right um but that, that that's kind of how i do it and and you know we have our own r&d department um which is which is uh you know i'm i think it's a hundred plus but i mean they keep everything so secret down there um uh you know when, when, when i go like for example i'm gonna go from yeah i'm gonna go to dubai on sunday i'll do race to dubai uh then i'll go home for a day go to hong kong get home and then I fly to America. When I fly to America, I'll have meetings with our, our ball engineers, our wedge engineers, our iron engineers, you know, our, our wood, our woods guys, you know, we, we'll sit and over, over the course of five, six days, you know, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I would have got so much information out of them. And again, some of it, I'll, I'll, I'll think about some of it, I'll dismiss, but these guys are, are unbelievable. That's brilliant. I mean that's I mean I I know it's I know it's what you do is it, it's great fun because you you love what you do and everything else but it's also tough you just said you know you're literally you've gone from Turkey to South Africa South Africa to Dubai Dubai you're going to come home for a day see see, yeah. see Sarah <laughs> and the kids and then you're you're off to Hong Kong for what is that a week and then you go to Hong, Hong Kong, Kong I'll come home for a day and then just just kind of turn it around and then <laughs> and then get get to America I mean, that, those, those days are, are magical when you get home, you can see your kids. But, yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy. And, 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 and I think, no. like, if, if I was, you know, if I was, if, if I was out here on tour and, and just kind of passing the time, I think it would be tougher. But, um, you know, what I'm doing, I love, and, 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 and I'm doing it for them, and I'm doing it for me and, and, and my, you know, my career and what, what I enjoy. Um, yeah, it's not easy. I mean, the aeroplanes, you know, after 10 whatever what is it seven years after seven years of, of, of flying you know week in week out um airplanes do become a tough place um but uh you know some people have to sit at a desk every day of their life you know it's, there's no some things you just have yeah. to have to um accept as part of part of the job and i'm happy to yeah i think we're very lucky that i know i know i'm very lucky that i get yeah. to do what i love to do like you said every single day and I can I can hear in your voice you're very passionate and you love what you do. So that comes across. <laughs> Thank you. It always Dan. has Thank done, you, Adrian. Always has done. <laughs> 
So I've got, I've got a couple more questions for you, then yeah. I'll kind of let you go. So number one is, I'm actually going to ask a question I've not asked anyone else. What's the best airport best in the world? Best airport in the world. <laughs> you I must, mean, you I'm going to I'm, I'm give you the, I'm going to give you the most, com- I, I, I'm not going to give you an extravagant answer here, but I'm not going to lie. T5 at Heathrow is, is, is so stress-free. <laughs> uh, yeah. And that's okay. the thing. I mean, the airports, I mean, if you're talking about kind of wow factors and everything, you know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of air traffic is going through Dubai now. Um, you know, you can walk, you can walk for hours in, in that airport. And then, uh, uh, interesting fact, Singapore, Singapore, Singapore don't do, um, announcements. Amazing. You say, so, 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 you know, you know, yeah. you know, when you're in an airport and every two minutes you hear an announcement about a flight or someone who's, who's late for a flight or, you know, this flight's boarding, you know, Singapore, yeah. there isn't. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that's quite cool. I think. <laughs> You should know when your flight is, right? Wow, that's different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then we've got, you've got anywhere in the world Ooh. to play. And, and you, so it's a fantasy four ball. You get to choose whoever you want to play with and on whatever course. So who would that be and where would it be? Well, um, yeah, that's a good one. I think, um, well, I, I've probably got two, yeah. I've probably got I've probably got two. So are we talking uh, old school or, or 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 kind kind of modern game? You can you can do whatever you wish. Okay, yeah, two is cool. Okay, well, yeah. here's my two. So I've got a good friend of mine in South Africa. His name's Alan Fundanet. Um, we're very competitive when we play against each other. So I'd say one four ball would definitely be Justin Rose, Tiger Woods, me and him. I'm going to play with Rosie and he can play with Tiger. And when me and Rosie beat him, then he's never going to live it down. And I'm going to tell him <laughs> that he played with Tiger as well. <laughs> where where are you playing play that, 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 that one's going to be at, uh, That one's going to be at Augusta, I think. I love that. What a place. Okay. Uh, and then the other one, yeah. I, I, I guess it'd probably be with um, my, uh, my best friend's dad, Toby. Tony Nevis, he's done a hell of a lot for me in my in my life, and he didn't need to. Uh, but but we we played a lot of golf together, and I, I'd love to, I'd love to take him around with Justin Rose and Ben Hogan. <laughs> the reason, the reason, the reason, oh. for, yeah. And where would you play? Would you play at Augusta no, again? We play that else? at the U.S. Open course because uh, you know, then I can really see who's a better ball striker, Rosie or, or Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna uh, play at Marion, Oakmont. Oakmont, let's call Oakmont. it that. Yeah, okay. let's play Oakmont. <laughs> so I've, I've I've got a little. You can hear Oakmont and uh, Augusta kind of your, your as your one and two courses. Have you got three or four others that you just mm, absolutely love? Courses. Well, I've been. I mean, I tell you, a really, um, a really. I mean, the links courses have kind of grown on me because of coming from South Africa. I've never really been. You know, Carnoustie is a, a, a special place, man. That's a you know, walking around there, um, with, especially working with these guys and, you know, seeing how they map their way around the golf course is, is amazing. And uh, that, that's quite a good one. Um, Wentworth, obviously, you know, having played there for so long, you know, I've been very, very spoilt in terms of the golf courses that I've seen. Um, and I think, I, think, I think the West at, at Wentworth, you know, I, I played it. It's amazing. I almost played four different golf courses there. 
So we had the original. We had the original one yeah. when I when I first started. Then 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 we had changes number one, changes number two, and now we're we're kind of where we at. And I think where 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 they've got it now um, is a superb golf course. I mean, it's 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 enough to compete with. I believe anything in the world and 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 this, the plane surfaces and the condition of it um, on on every level. I I just think it ticks every box. Fantastic. Fantastic. Any any kind of predictions for? You don't have to do any predictions for the end of this year. Any any predictions for next year? Any predictions for twenty nineteen? Talking about players. Yeah, or just golf in general. Um, uh, 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 I'll give you a career prediction. Rory McIlroy will be the best player in the world. For, at, at some point, in I, I would say for the for the majority of uh, the next six to ten years. Um, there you go. I, I mean, that. I mean, uh, you know, at, at, I think at some point, at some point, this this. I mean, I've seen, I've seen golf. You know, you look at the work that I've done with with Francesco, and I've been been witness to him coming mm. from from a you know. A, a short hitting Ryder Cupper to a an absolute golfing uh, megastar, um, and and that's yeah. pretty impressive to watch. Uh, Justin Rose will be hard to beat on on any day, on any day. I mean, the guy is, is yeah. like I say, he's, he's 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 probably the most specific person I've ever worked with in my life. But watching uh, watching Rory mm. McIlroy in his own environment, and then watching him play, and 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 it, it's I tell you, it's 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 heaps and bounds uh, uh, above anything uh, you know I've ever seen. You know, apart from like you know the, these kind of Rosie and Francesca stories, um, it's uh, yeah. it's 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 scary to watch for sure. But um, I just think that as soon as as soon as the the stars start to align for Rory, I think he will be extremely difficult to beat. Yeah, I agree with that. Agree with that. Adrian, as you are our guest of the day, you do get to ask a question of the day. Now that can be <laughs> relative to that can be relative to anything. So, as your guest of the day, what's your question? My question. Of the day? Wow. Uh, I guess. What do you think of it? What do you think of the goal and uh, the distance uh, discussions that are going on? <laughs> okay, I like that. So hopefully we get some good feedback on that because there's lots of people who want it rolled back. There's lots of people who just want to let yeah, it fly. Yeah. So what's, what are people's thoughts on the golf ball either being rolled yeah. back or left yeah, as it is? It's a, yeah, I think that's a good topic. Brilliant. Adrian, thanks ever so much. I mean, I've re- like I said earlier, I've really enjoyed watching your career blossom. Um, it's really interesting that I've seen a few tweets and Instagram posts uh, recently of uh, you working with with yes. Ross Fisher, um, so you know two guys that I remember fondly from Wentworth, um, you know, chipping balls <laughs> out from the side of the range, <laughs> and then getting out to play a few holes. And um, it's been great to to not just reminisce a little bit about the good times that we had when we were at Wentworth, which we both got amazingly fond memories of, but it's just to to watch how much you've grown, how much you know. I remember you and Sarah. <laughs> dating 
getting married, now having kids and everything else. So it's, it's just fantastic. And uh, thanks ever so much for, for coming on the podcast. Every success in, in, in going forwards. And I hopefully we'll catch up in a, in a few months on your one day back. Um, that, when you're in thank the you, Duncan. I really day. appreciate you getting me on here. And it's, it's, it's nice to catch up. You know, we, we go a long way back and it's, um, it's a pleasure to, to, to talk to you. And, uh, you know, it's funny, you know, we might not see each other often or, you know, like with a lot of people, you know, but when, when you get talking, you know, things, it's, it's like you're right back in that pro shop, mate. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Cheers, Have Duncan. some good times. Cheers. See you soon.